Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I am doing fabulous for a couple reasons. One is that my kids are at camp for the next two weeks. I am just like, oh, angels are singing. I have all of this peace and quiet and time, and I miss them, but um, I think we're all ready for a little break from each other. So I'm really happy about that. But the other reason I'm super excited and happy right now is that I have a guest today. And I'm super excited to have her. Her name is Amy Duggins. And I met Amy uh, last October at the Declare Conference. That's the same conference I met Elisa Keaton. And I just met so many wonderful women. Um, and that was, it was a really great experience for me. But Amy came over and introduced herself uh, to me because uh, she's also very passionate about health and wellness. She has a, um, a website called honorgodmindbodysoul.com. And, um, and so health and wellness is one of her passions. And so we just, you know, hit it off and talked. And since then, um, she has come out with her book called Created to Thrive. And we're going to talk about that today. But also in this meantime, I started following Amy on Facebook and, you know, in social media. And I just love her posts because they're so bold. Uh, they're so bold and brave. Mm -hmm. And I admire that so much about her. She says, you know, some things and addresses some of these hard truths as Christians that we need to hear. And so... Even though we both are passionate about health topics and we could talk about that all day long and we might have to do that another time, today is more about um, different, just different topics about being a Christian. We're going to talk about um, her testimony story. We're going to talk about fear of the Lord versus being afraid of the Lord. We're going to talk about obedience. We're going to talk about new agey stuff and how that is a real um, diversion for us as Christians, um, and diversion is a really kind of mild way of putting it. We're just going to dig into all kinds of really juicy, interesting stuff today. And, um, and I'm really excited. So Amy, welcome to the Christian health club podcast. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I'm so happy to be here on your show. And I just admire everything that you do, you know, being passionate about health and wellness myself. Um, it's just always great to meet another Christian who feels the same. And I think that it's so important that we have mind, body, soul wellness. And so, you know, it's just always a pleasure to connect with somebody else who agrees on that level. Exactly. So thank that's, you. Yes. That's how I felt when I, um, what, when I met you. Now you live in Austin, Texas, but you are not 
from here. Um, so, because I you got you have it, you have an accent. So tell people where you're from. Where are you I from? have an accent. You have an accent. Well, I probably do, but mine is Texan. Yours is not I'm, I'm a Yankee, I guess. You know, I'm from um, the Chicagoland area, and we actually just moved out here last summer. It's been almost a year. Um, you know, God called us out to Texas, and we absolutely love it. It's just the best. Your weather is amazing. Southern hospitality, everything is just great. So we're very happy to be here. Oh, well, we're happy to have you. I will speak well, for Texas. thanks. <laughs> um, so to get started, um, I know that you came to Christ as an adult, and I, I'm going to ask you to share your testimony here in a minute, but I've been pondering this idea of like born in versus born again into our belief, mm -hmm. because I was more of a, you know, quote unquote, born in to being a Christian and knowing God instead of having, you know, a big, significant conversion. I didn't, you know, have an aha, come to Jesus revelation. And most people that I know and were raised around are the same. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you know, grew up going to church. Um, you know, I think that's wonderful. Like in my house, it just wasn't even a question. It, you know, I didn't even know it was an option. It was, it was kind of the same like going to college. Like in my house, it's like, you go to church and you go to college. There's no question. I didn't even know until later in life, like that was even optional. It's just something mm -hmm. you did, you know? Um, yeah. But that's how like most people I was raised with and friends, um, that's how it was. And while I think it's wonderful to be raised in the church, I think many of us who were take our salvation for granted and never grow as Christians beyond that. You know, it's like, we've got our, mm -hmm. I believe in Jesus box checked, you know, since we were little, we just, you know, grew up and we went to church, we check our I got a church box and I love mm -hmm. Jesus box, you know, but there's, there's a complacency in seeking a relationship with Christ. And when mm -hmm. I felt God nudging me to become the Christian nutritionist, I was like, um, I can't do that. I'm not religious enough. You know, it was like, what will mm -hmm. my family and friends think? Because this is not something we talk about or we do. I mean, we love Jesus and we believe in him, but we don't talk about him. You mm -hmm. know, I was like, they're going to think I've gone evangelical or fanatic and they're going to talk <laughs> about me behind my back. And I had all of these things running through my mind. And, um, and that's how I used to think about people, um, who shared these, you know, these kind of seemingly over the top testimonies about coming to Christ, you know, quite frankly, I was like, I just thought that was kind of fanatical and obnoxious. I hate to say mm -hmm. that, but that's, that's how I was, you know, that's how I thought. And now, um, I almost envy people who have an awesome story about how they came to Christ and about how life changing and dramatic it was. Um, cause I admire that person as being passionate and bold and excited about the difference in their life instead mm -hmm. of thinking of them as fanatical, like I used to, you know, and, mm -hmm. and problem, and what I feel like probably a lot of born in quote unquote, born in Christians, born into their belief, um, still do. And so I would love for you to share your testimony story, but I also want your thoughts on all this that I just said, <laughs> like if, if you find that to be, be your experience as well. And if you have any opinion on that, but start out by telling us, you know, how you came to the Lord. Okay, so I um, obviously w was not raised in church. My um, my stepdad taught us a little bit about God. I remember, you know, vaguely reading the Bible from time to time, but it was never 
anything like we didn't go to church. We weren't followers of Christ. It was not um, something that was a part of our, our lives opposed to, you know, what you're saying about your upbringing was nothing like that. I mean, occasional, yes, there was a God. Yes, the God of the Bible was the true God, but it, that was pretty much where it ended. Um, and so there was a lot of um, dysfunction in my childhood, a lot of alcoholism and drug abuse on both sides of my family. Um, so naturally, I kind of fell into that same cycle as um, a teenager. I started you know, partying very early on and um, just doing things, you know, that I shouldn't have been doing. And that carried over into adulthood. Um, I had a brief break because my oldest son is uh, now 16. And so I had him when I was 22. And so I had a little kind of lull there where, you know, I was pregnant and then he was young. But then when his dad and I split up um, because of our custody arrangements, he would go with his dad on the weekends. So then I was free to continue my, you know, wild time of festivals and bars and nightclubs and all the just craziness. I mean, I was just the wildest of the wild. Um, I was pretty much mom during the week and then the weekends just was a free for all. So, um, just, yes, I, I think of my conversion as pretty radical. Um, the Lord started calling me to go to church about eight years ago uh, in the midst of all that even. And I know now that it was his spirit because the Bible tells us that no one can come to him unless um, they're being drawn by the spirit. And so this pull I felt to go to church was, was him, you know, pulling me. And it was nothing that obviously I was doing or even had to offer um, just that he, you know, had plans for me before I was ever even born. And he just pulled me out of all of that. And I started going to church sporadically at first and then more regularly. And I was still kind of, you know, doing things I wasn't supposed to, um, getting more and more serious about the Lord, started attending Bible studies. And about five years ago, uh, the birth of my youngest son was when I really started dedicating myself um, to being a, a Christ follower and not just I'm um, going to church on Sundays and doing my own thing for the rest of the week, uh, you know, which is which is so important. Um, you know, the Lord had removed a bunch of friendships from my life that weren't good for me. I had a ton of time on my hands because my child would not uh, sleep without me holding him. So I spent a lot of time in the rocking chair and I just committed myself to reading the Bible. I read the Bible cover to cover. I read every spiritual, you know, doctrinally sound book that I could get my hands on. I prayed, I sought God's will and just radically transformed. I mean, everything about me now is different than it was. You know, I don't talk the same. I don't look the same. I don't dress the same. I don't listen to the same music. I don't watch the same things for entertainment. I don't have the same friendships, desires, like everything is just, you know, the Bible says the old, old is gone and the new has come. And that's just really been my experience. And I'm so grateful for it. And it's so funny because you say that, you know, you kind of envy that transformation. And I think we always just want what we don't have because I think, gosh, I wish I would have been raised in the, in the church. And I wish I would have been raised with this, you know, how, like how you were raised. And that wasn't my experience, but, um, you know, God allows us to go through everything because we have a specific 
path and a specific calling. And I wouldn't be who I am today if I if it weren't for my past. And, you know, same with you. So I think that God works all things to the good, no matter how we're raised. Yes. I mean, I, I am grateful for I am grateful for being obviously for being raised in the church and that it always been a mm-hmm. part of my life. But, you know, what has been what was so interesting is that I always had this view of God as just God, scary God, like God was mm-hmm. scary. You know, you had to believe in him because if you didn't, you're going to hell. And so mm-hmm. you believe in him and that's, you know, that's what that is. And, and so it really wasn't until my mid thirties that I kind of, you know, I started moving out of that direction and seeking a more of a relationship. And, you know, I always went to church, but you can go to church and not have a relationship with God, Mm -hmm. you know, and not be a a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I started going to a Bible study and part of that, honestly, I started going to Bible study because we'd moved to this small town and I had my first um, son and they had free child care at uh, Bible study. And I was like, woohoo, <laughs> I'm in. This, this episode sounds terrible because it sounds like I just can't wait to get, wait to get rid of my children. But, you know, I was like living in this town. I didn't know anybody. I, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like if somebody will watch my kid for a while, that's great. And mm-hmm. I did want to go to Bible study. So, um, I, I started going to Bible study regularly and I call that my therapy, you know, it was, it became like therapy sessions and I was really able to kind of unload onto, um, you know, everyone else, like this view I had of God that was just, you know, so scary and how he's felt like in my whole life, you know, like I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because God's mm-hmm. going to teach me a lesson because that's, mm-hmm. you know, that is what we do. And so going to Bible study helped, but then I also, started reading a lot of uh, Joel Osteen and Joyce Meyer. And I know they're, they're kind of controversial because a lot of people, I don't know, they're just a little, they can be a little more controversial because so mm-hmm. I went from like scary God on one side of the pendulum and I swung mm-hmm. on the completely opposite side of the pendulum to where it's more like, you know, the prosperity preaching, yeah. more of like everything is, you know, rainbows and daisies kind of mm-hmm. God, you know, on that right. side. And mm-hmm. so, but quite honestly, I kind of needed that. I kind of needed that extreme swing in the pendulum to go to the other mm-hmm. side because then it was like, okay, God is not a, just, just scary and mean and, you know, sending, you, you know, bad things to happen to keep you on the right track, which is kind of mm-hmm. the most simplest way I guess I could describe how, how I thought about him. And so I spent some time there, you know. But now, um, you know, that made me feel like God was more approachable. And, mm-hmm. and so now I've just, in these past years, I feel like I'm finally setting, settling in the middle of that pendulum where, you know, I don't think of God as, you know, scary. I don't fear him um, or I have a healthy fear of him, I guess. But I also, you know, I know that it's not always rainbows and daisies and that we have to... Um, we have to accept some of these hard truths and acknowledge these hard truths about what it means to be a Christian and how we are different. And, and so for me, that is just, um, you know, something that I've been trying to grow more into more of like that becoming 
a more mature Christian, you know, like more meat mm-hmm. instead of milk, as the Apostle Paul would say, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's time for me to grow into obedience and discipleship. And, um, and I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that, especially for as I was raised in that, you know, born in kind of Christian type thing. And I feel like that even though you came to Christ later, you had more of this crash course, you know, cause you're already into the meat. Mm-hmm. You got into the meat like that real, you know, well, where I raised as a Christian, I've been kind of stuck in the bottle for too long. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people just stay sucking on the bottle, like the milk and never get into the meat. And so honestly, it's one of the, when I would read your posts on Facebook, I just would admire them so much. I'm like, she's just so bold, you know, on these topics. And, um, and that's why I wanted to have you here. But, um, so let's kind of dig into some of that. Um, maybe you could talk about, uh, you know, that having a healthy fear of the Lord, um, and that difference between fear of the Lord versus being afraid of the Lord, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, I actually have a a whole chapter in my book that's dedicated to this concept. And I think it's very important that we um, understand the difference between being scared of God and having a healthy fear of the Lord. Because, you know, we're not supposed to be scared of Him. We are supposed to have a healthy fear of Him as in, you know, we respect Him, we revere Him. We have this awe-inspiring, you know, feeling about Him we, we love him and we don't want to, um, disobey him or displease him similar to the fear a a child would have of displeasing their parent. Um, and I think that our society is very lacking a fear of the Lord and we're very overemphasizing on, on his grace. And, um, while of course, you know, he is so gracious and merciful and loving, um, and kind and all those things at the same time, He's holy. He's just. He embodies wrath against sin. And, you know, we have this image of him as this big teddy bear in the sky just sprinkling blessings on us. And, and it's just that's just a false, a false image. Um, and so I think it's important to have that balance. Um, but also, you know, I'm a stickler for obedience. And that was kind of part of my testimony when I really realized that you know, if, if, if we say that we love Jesus, um, we need to obey him. You know, it's proof of our love for him. We're not obeying him to earn our salvation, but we're obeying him because we love him. And if we, if we say that we love him, but we're not obeying him, then the Bible says that we don't really love him. So, um, you know, again, it's the proof, but it should come from a heart that loves him and desires to please him. It doesn't come from a place of trying to earn his favor Um, or like you said, you know, being afraid that he's going to, you know, come down on you because you did something wrong. And yes, he does discipline us like a father would discipline his child, but it's out of love and out of, um, conviction and, and correction and shaping us and refining us into the people that he created us to be. And so, um, again, just that balance of grace and truth, you know, Jesus embodied grace and truth. He, he was loving. He went out of his way to heal the sick and to, um, you know, help the oppressed and, and all of those things. But he also spoke out against sin. You know, he spoke about how I think of Jesus and the woman that was caught in adultery. He first said, you know, he who is out, out sin cast the first stone, you know, he first helped her up. 
Um, but then he told her to go and sin no more. And so if we just like isolate half of that, then we have an unbalanced view of God and we need to include all of that to have the right view of him. Um, holy, just have a healthy fear of him, but also at the same time, remembering that he is our father and the word faith. And I love this. And I learned this a couple of years ago that the Hebrew word used for faith um, gave the connotation of a baby in the arms of a parent. And I just love that picture. You know, it's like, that's the kind of heavenly father we have that we can feel secure in his arms, like a baby in the arm of a parent. But then at the same time, remembering, you know, that he's holy, he's not to be, you know, uh, approached flippantly. He, um, he's jealous for our affections and he, um, is an all consuming fire as the Bible describes him as. So just trying to strike a healthy balance between those things. And, um, you know, I listened to Joel Osteen when I was first kind of in new in the faith as well. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's encouraging. And I think that are certain times where God knows what we do need to hear. And, and sometimes we're at a point where, we do need to hear that God loves us and we do need to hear those encouraging messages, but it's just not the whole truth. So we do have to move beyond that and seek the whole truth. So I think that's really important. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. It's just not the whole picture, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean I I believe there you know, he draws a lot of people to God and I think that's important and you know, um that is that is wonderful, but I think that yes, there is there is more to the story and and more seeking we need to do. Right. I um, have you ever read the Left Behind series? I haven't. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I had heard about it. Have you heard about it? Or I have heard. I've heard they have movies too, right? I think so, but then somebody okay. told me that the movie was terrible. But oh, okay. I, I'm more of a book reader, anyways. So. Yeah, I am. So I heard about it a couple years ago, and I kind of just put it back in my brain file. Like I'm going to read that at some time. And so mm-hmm. I picked up. There, I don't know. There's so many books in the series. There's like ten. Um, and so I was like, that'll be a good summer reading for me. So I started reading it this summer, and uh, I mean, oh my gosh, talk about really making you think I'll just I'm just going to give everybody just the sense of what the first book is like it is um it's basically about the rapture um and so the opening chapter is everybody's just kind of living their life there's people on an airplane there's people driving and you know there's people at home and all of a sudden people are just gone gone their clothes you know are folded nicely on the chair their their wedding rings sitting on top their you know people are gone out of their cars all the children disappear even babies out of their out of the mom's stomach and wow. all the people that are left behind are like obviously freaked out they don't know what has happened all these you know mm-hmm. somebody sitting next to you just disappears mm-hmm. and so it is this real frank picture of what the rapture would be like And then you have all of these people left behind. But what's so interesting is that a lot of these people left behind, you know, in this book are considered themselves Christians. Right. You know, there were pastors left behind. There were, Mm -hmm. um, you know, parishioners and and people that, you know, worked in the church and and all of these people who would consider themselves Christian yet were left behind. Mm -hmm. And so it really starts making you think, you know, am I just like, 
a Christian in name only, or am I mm. a true believer? Mm-hmm. Um, am I practicing, um, actively practicing my belief in Christ? And I'm telling you, it is, it is such a mind blower. It will, it is so insightful. It will make you think it'll teach you a lot about the book of revelation, mm-hmm. um, which is one reason I've enjoyed reading it because it kind of helps you understand, you know, what the heck is going on in revelation. That's a hard book to understand um, sure. so much symbolism, but this really kind of gives you a good idea about that. But, um, you know, it is kind of scary to, mm-hmm. to read that. And especially, you know, during this time, our, we have such crazy things going on in our world right now. And I've seen a lot of people be like, is this the, is this the rapture? Is this, is Jesus about to come? And, you know, and I, well, I hope and, so. Yeah. I mean, he very well could be, but, uh, you might want to read this series and make sure, you know, that you're right with the Lord. But, um, but anyway, I just, um, but again, I feel like God has been speaking to me, you know, about this, like we need the whole picture here. We need the whole mm-hmm. picture of God in this. And again, I think also is why I was so drawn to have you to have you come on. Um, you mentioned, you know, in your book, you do a great job in you, you, when you were just talking a minute ago, you said something about the Hebrew word and you do that in your book. You're like, you know, in Hebrew, this, it means this or Greek or whatever. And I was like, wow. I mean, that, that takes a lot of study and a lot of time and give, you know, really making sure that you are using things in context. And I just appreciated that so much about your book. And I want to, um, hear more about how you came to write this because when we met we were talking about book writing and stuff and you had not published this yet that was part of the reason you were there is to kind of figure out what direction to go with this but I remember you saying something about you know just being called to write this book so will you just tell us more about your book sure I um, have always had a, just a love for learning and um, I used to write short stories and stuff when I was little um, I've always just loved researching things and been more intellectually minded. Um, whereas looking back now, I see how the enemy tried to just destroy that gift in me and kill off as many of my brain cells as possible. But thank, thank the Lord, praise the Lord that he wasn't successful with that. Um, so anyway, a few years back, um, during this last five year period where I told you I've been just very serious and very committed, Um, I started leading um, just a small Bible study out of my home, just a couple of friends and a couple of my sister-in-laws. And we had just finished one. This was about two years ago. Um, And I was specifically looking for a study. I wanted a study that, that taught all of the scriptures that God wrote specifically to women. And I started looking for one and I couldn't find one. And I really felt the Lord spoke to me and told me that I was going to be the one to write it. And so, of course, at first I'm like, oh, no, you know, I must have heard him wrong. Um, but it just per- persisted. The thought persisted. So I prayed about it and um, just said, OK, Lord, I'm going to I'm going to do this. And um, I just started writing. I, I, I went over each and every one of the scriptures. And as you know, my book is a devotional style. So they're shorter chapters, um, just kind of explaining each of the the scriptures and then connecting them to the whole of the rest of scripture, um, ending with some application questions and some prayer. Um, and yeah, it was just, it's just been an amazing journey because even just starting off of writing it, I had no idea who was going to end up reading it, how it was going to be published, you know, and seeing how many women 
now have read it. It's just awesome. And it's all, it's all the Lord. You know, he gave me the word. Sometimes I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> so awesome. it's, it's all credit to him and even just the publication journey and everything. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. So I just encourage anybody that if God's put something in your heart, just, just take the leap of faith. And even if you don't feel qualified, I mean, that's when God does his best work when we don't feel qualified. So it's just been an amazing experience and I'm just happy to have been able to really, I feel like that was, that's part of my purpose. You know, writing that book was part of my purpose that God had prepared for me before, you know, the foundations of the world, like, like his word says that he prepares good works for us in advance. And so, um, that was part of it. And, and looking back now and seeing just little things, cause God always prepares us for stuff, you know? I mean, even this, this interview we're doing right now, it's so funny because I had no idea you're going to contact me for it at this time, but I've been reading more and more about new age the past few weeks. And it's just funny how the Lord's already been preparing me for, for this conversation. So and in that same way, you know, he prepared me little steps of things I was doing that I had no idea that he was using those to equip me for the the plan that he had for me to um, write the book and publish the book. So it's been, it's been an amazing journey. It's been awesome. And I'm just, you know, grateful to be able to, to, to speak his truths and to help encourage women and challenge women and, um, and all that. So yeah, it's been great. It's funny you said that because yeah, I feel like he, he's preparing you and he was moving me because, you know, I've had your book for a while and I told you a while back, I'm like, really, you know, I want to have you on at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll let you know, but it's just, I had this like sense of urgency. I mean, I didn't really give you a lot of heads up. Wow. I was like, Hey, can you be on the show like, next week? <laughs> you know? And it was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the time was now it was go time. And so I know it's so funny too, because we are literally in the middle of a move. Like we're starting to move tomorrow. And so oh timing wise, not terrible, the, not, not the timing, <laughs> but like you said, like, I just know, like when God is asking me to do something, I just know that I need to do it. It doesn't matter what I have going on. So yeah, it's just funny how, how his timing works. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, um, I just wanted to share some of the, the chapter names in your book. Cause I love it. it it's called created to thrive and it's a biblical guide to becoming the one, the woman God designed you to be. Um, in some of the, the chapters, um, that I loved, you know, created to speak life, created to be an example, uh, created to withstand temptation. I talk about that a lot, you know, when it comes to food, created Uh to be a homemaker. Um, I think that can be triggering for some people, Uh but I love how you write about it. Created to be an excellent wife, you know, created to serve, created to be a good steward, um, created to shine, created to fear God. Um, created to be beautiful and calm and, and just, you know, each chapter is, um, I, like you said, it's just easy to read, but it's just jam packed with, um, you know, good spiritual truth. So I, I really enjoyed reading it and I really encourage everyone to do that. Um, okay. I want to, um, kind of dive into some of this new agey stuff. I've been wanting to talk about this with somebody for so long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I, okay, I remember reading The Secret. I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of people out there have read it mm-hmm. uh, when it first came out. Like, ah, I don't even know how long, at least 10 to 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is 
is is this really how it is? Is this like law of attraction and you can make the manifest things in your life? And mm-hmm. I've never heard anything about this. You know, I actually thought it was, you know, I thought it was really cool. And there's, you know, they would reference some scripture and other things. But I remember, you know, reading through it. I read it several times and I watched the movie. But I always had this like niggling feeling, like it just bothering me that it was always, I felt like they kept calling God the universe. I'm like, why do they keep mm-hmm. calling God the universe? Why don't they just mm-hmm. say God, you know? And then I was also like, okay, and they, I don't hear Jesus. They're not talking about Jesus in here. So those were all like alarm bells going off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yet it did not stop me <laughs> from going down a rabbit hole of new age reading um, for years. I mean, quite frankly, it's something I've struggled with because I'm so intrigued by it. And there's just enough scripture and a lot of it to hook a Christian, you know? Um, and there's a lot of books mentioned in the secret, like, uh, think and grow rich and just all, you know, it it really, it will take you down a rabbit hole of reading. Um, Mm -hmm. and it is to be quite honest, the thing that drove me to scripture, even before nutrition, because I was reading all these books and I was like, they're mentioning scripture. And so then I made me pick up my Bible and like try to go back and read the scripture and try to get more context. Like, is this what God's saying here? You know? Um, And then once I was in scripture alongside all of those new agey books, I was also reading a lot of nutrition books. I was my, you know, just passionate. And so it was like, once I was in the word, then God started trying, like diverting my attention to, you know, seeing all of these scriptures that related to the body and nutrition and stuff. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like he took what um, was not something not good for me and, you know, and used it to his good purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, you know, it's still, I still seek the truth on this stuff and it's easy to get sucked into it and want to believe it. And, you know, really, I think when I started, I was like wanting to prove, I'm like, this is all biblical stuff. All this, everything that you're saying here is, is said in the Bible in some way, but I think then it can get really confusing. And before we know it, we're all calling, uh, we're all, you know, calling God the universe. And I think it starts watering things down. And I just, I think it be, can become a real slippery slope. And so you have posted on this. In fact, one of your posts, you've written several on this, and this is, this is one of the posts that you wrote. You wrote, things I don't believe in, luck, karma, coincidence, the universe doing anything for us. The universe is a created thing. It holds no power. All power belongs to the creator. What I do believe in, a sovereign God who is completely in control and works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Um, and I was like, yep, um, that not a lot of people are saying that out there. And so (laughs) I wanted to just kind of ask you about that and ask you to dig in on that and what you've been reading about it and just sharing your thoughts about it. Sure. This is one of my favorite topics lately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, I think that it's really important to remember that, Satan is um, a deceiver, and the Bible says that he is going to come as an angel of light. And so, yeah, there's things in the New Age movement that just sound great, and they seem wonderful. You know, it's this 
religion of love and acceptance and you know everybody's truth is valid and we have this power within us mm-hmm. and all of these things that seem good um but the bible says that that there's a way that seems right to man but in the end it leads to death and so um that's that's kind of i think the enemy's goal with all of this is to lead us down the wrong path because if we think it's the universe that's doing all these things for us then we don't need to believe in God. We don't need to believe in Jesus. We don't need to be saved from our sins. Um, if the universe is, you know, for us because we're, you know, vibrating higher or whatever, you know, there's no need for the gospel there. And so um, it's very deceptive. And I think that it takes advantage of people's inner desire to be spiritual. You know, we were created to be spiritual beings, to be in relationship with the Lord and so I think that so many of us are seeking that and it just takes advantage of that and it, and it um, you know, kind of hooks people. Like you said, I mean, it's interesting, but, but the thing is, is that, you know, the supernatural world, it does exist. And I think that, you know, see, I think for me coming to Christ later as an adult and not being born into the church there was nothing I really like had to unlearn. Like I just, I mean, I went to a non-denominational church and I read the Bible for myself. And so I know that there's a lot of different, you know, well, this denomination believes this and we don't believe that the gifts are in existence and we don't believe this, this and this. Whereas I didn't have to, I wasn't taught any of that stuff. So I just kind of, you know, was reading the Bible and, you know, I, of course I read, you know, different authors and stuff, but um, just kind of more taking it for face value and, and, and realizing that, you know, we are in a, in a spiritual battle. Um, there are, you know, angels fighting on our behalf. There are demonic entities trying to, um, oppress us and bring us down. And so I think that people get interested in the, in the spirit world. Right. And that's maybe one of the draws of new age. Um, and those things are real, you know, those things are biblical, um, but the enemy tries to take everything that God created or God does and he, and he twists it. So he'll take a little bit of truth and he'll add a lie to it in order to deceive us. Um, I think of something common in new, in new age, like crystals. Okay. So crystals do have, uh, the ability to protect us against negative frequencies like EMFs. I know that we've talked about EMFs before mm-hmm. I have, uh, organite crystal and it has you know it has pure carbon inside so it 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 counteracts those negative frequencies so that is true god created them that way and i believe he created them that way because he knew we would need them for these certain things to stay physically healthy but then you have the new age which twists it and you know we have a crystal that's going to protect us against the spirit and we have crystals that are going to do things for us that they're not going to do just like the universe is not going to do anything for us God is sovereign. You know, God is in control and the universe is, is created, like I had said it in the post. Um, so it's just a lot of a lot of twisting, I think, of uh, the way that God did intend things to be, a lot of deception. Um, and, and we really need to know the truth of God and the truth of his word in order to recognize where the where the lies are. Yeah, I think 
you know, when I know I thought this in the past and I know I've heard other people say it, well, God created the universe and he created this order. And so Mm -hmm. I'm really just, you know, they, they just, they want to use those terms interchangeably. I mean, I've, Mm -hmm. I've even, and you know, I'm very cognizant of it now, so I really try not to say it, but you know, I have said in the past, like, uh, is, you know, is the universe telling you to blah, 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 you know, but Mm -hmm. really just almost in a joking way, but that's what happens. Mm -hmm. It just becomes like, part of yeah. the vernacular and it's just watering, mm-hmm. it's watering down, um, you know, who God is and, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no Jesus in this, in the universe talk. And, and for sure there is, um, you know, a, you know, I believe in the spirit world. I believe in supernatural happenings I have had, mm-hmm. and, but this is what's so amazing is I have had a supernatural experiences with God, which I have you know, shared here on this podcast, you know, receiving, um, receiving very clear signs about how I move forward with things. I mean, I ask mm-hmm. him and, and then I, I feel like I get a very clear sign and, you know, but I have in the back of my mind, I'm like, I want to make sure that's really God, you know, I don't want to, of course, because it could, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Satan is a deceiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think one thing that I've come to think about all of this is just, we have to remember that, we can have this supernatural interaction with God because Mm -hmm. we have the Holy spirit inside of us, but we cannot have the Holy spirit inside of us without becoming a believer in Jesus. You know, Jesus is our our kingdom connector. You know, he Mm -hmm. is like the bridge between earth and heaven. Mm -hmm. And it is by his blood that we have, you know, we have this ability to have the supernatural connection. And so, that is that is kind of where I've you know come to that's kind of where I am today or where I've landed on it and I I think it's important to talk about that because it is I see so much of it around me you know um, mm-hmm. and there's I don't there's there's just this there's a if you look at all religions I don't know maybe you can speak to this but there's like there's it's almost like being PC, being, you know, politically correct. If you call, you know, God, the universe, or, you know, you're not stepping on any toes and it can encompass everybody. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that's not being bold and that's not being, you know, a bold follower of Christ. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I see that too from people professing Christians that will say, you know, higher powers, they, you know, it's like, why it's Jesus, you know, if we say higher power, or even sometimes just saying God, I mean, it we're, there's many different, you know, little G gods out there. Um, and so I think that, you know, sometimes even when we just say God, it's like, oh, okay, well, your, your perception of God or your higher power, your truth, like, I think it kind of always goes back to that. And, um, you know, not wanting to offend anybody, but, you know, the truth is offensive. Um, Jesus, you know, he always spoke the truth. I mean, he did it, of course, in a loving way, in a graceful way, again, that balance, but he wasn't afraid to speak the truth. And, um, you know, if we are so worried about offending people, how are we helping them to have salvation? Because there isn't salvation under any other name. It's only under the name of Jesus. So I think that we need to be sure that the things that we're saying are aligning with the gospel, you know, and not other worldviews or ideologies. 
Right. I um, You're right. And I've even, I've noticed myself even just saying, you know, God, mm-hmm. God, God, and using just God interchangeably as Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it is in my mind, but not saying, right. not saying Jesus. And it, again, it was almost, it's like my born in, you know, upbringing where uh, we didn't say the word Jesus a lot. And it was just, it was always God. So that's just, you know, um, but when I went to Jesus camp, so a lot of people here are familiar with that, I know, I guess four or five years ago, out of the blue, it's such a God thing. A woman from Nantucket invited me to come speak at her retreat, which she called Jesus camp. And it was like, I was like, what? I, I, okay. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I went and I, I came back and I was like, I have never heard the word Jesus said so many times in my life. And I, and at first it was uncomfortable. These were very bold women I was around and it was exactly what I needed. And it's what I mm-hmm. needed. And God knew I needed to become more bold. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to all my Jesus camp sisters, but, um, honestly, I'm sure they were, I mean, I was probably like, Oh, I had a look of shock on my face. I'm like, I am not in the right place. You know, this is, uh, you know, I come from a traditional church background where, you know, in this just, I don't, I don't know. It was very, um, it was eye opening, but it was, it was wonderful. But I, I think that we have to think about that. Um, and again, I'm telling y'all, reading this Left Behind series, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I do not want to be left behind. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, we have to be really careful, you know, in how we address him or, or do not address him, you know, mm-hmm. um, be mindful about that. Um, what, what other things besides the universe, you know, do we need to be? thinking about you know that can get us off track well I mean in addition to um you know the universe putting things out in the universe etc I see a lot of the karma talk going around and I don't think that many people understand where karma comes from even just the concept of what goes around comes around I mean that is purely Hinduism um it's connected to you know reincarnation and paying for the sins of their previous life in the next life and just all of these concepts that are just completely anti-biblical that people just kind of kind of throw around. And so um, I think it's just so important to know the roots of what we, what we, what we say, um, what we align with, what we do. I mean, even yoga is a deeply religious and spiritual practice um, was designed to align the mind and body with Hindu gods and goddesses. And it's been very westernized. And I know it's kind of a very controversial topic among among Christians. But um, I think of, you know, people in other countries when they come to Christ, and they sever all ties to their old life. Like they, I mean, they're risking death. I mean, they are sometimes a lot of times excommunicated from their, their families. They are, um, their lives are in danger, but they're, they're severing those ties. They're looking at things from how they were before Christ and saying, well, this does not align with, um, you know, the Bible and, and how God, you know, wants me to live my life. And so I'm going to sever that those ties. Whereas I feel in America, 
we just kind of make people comfortable where they're at and um, we don't talk about these things and, and most people just don't even know. I mean, even astrology, I feel, um, no, I, not that I feel, but it, you know, the Bible is, is clear about astrology in the old Testament that, um, God is clear, you know, do not worship the stars and the moons. Like, why are we seeking wisdom from the stars? I mean, are we following God and the Holy spirit or are we following our Zodiac signs? You know, it's just things that little things that people might not realize, but again, you know, God is a jealous God and he was very clear um, in the Old Testament that his people were to be set apart and they were to be different and they weren't to adopt the pagan customs of the land. And yes, that is Old Testament, but God is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if there was things in the Old Testament that were forbidden, things like seeking mediums and psychics, you know, they were forbidden. They were punishable by death. Because God was that serious about keeping his people holy and keeping them um, separate from from the rest of the world. And thank God, you know, we we don't um, get punished that way today because we would have all been toast long ago. But um, it's just we want to honor God in everything we say and everything we do and and not compromise um, with with certain things. And so I think it's, again, just really important to know the roots of the things we say, the things we do, and then adjust um, our lives when when necessary. Oh my gosh, what you just said triggered like three more things that I want to talk about. Okay, so, <laughs> okay. Well, okay, like so the whole yoga thing. Like, okay, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that mm-hmm. to even think twice about it until and I went to Jesus Camp and Darcy, who is the you know, the organizer, the owner, the host of Jesus Camp and who I would consider mm-hmm. one of my spiritual mentors, you know, she handed out these little booklets about, you know, all the roots of yoga and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at the time I'm like, oh, it's a little extreme, Darcy, you know, or, <laughs> I, you know like, it's, you know, I know yeah. a lot of Christian women who do yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I, you know, I go sometimes here, there's a there's um, a really wonderful Christian woman who teaches yogi here. Um, and I had somebody email me recently and ask my opinion on yoga on this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, I just, I, I don't know because I sure love me. It's the only thing that makes me stretch and do all, you know, all those things. And so I said, you know, but I think we do have to be mindful of where it, it can lead us and, I said, for now, uh, you know, I, I know well the woman who teaches yoga here. She's a Christian woman. And I said, I just, I take Jesus to yoga with me. You know, when I'm, when I'm there and I'm stretching, I'm, I'm thinking purposely of Jesus and um, trying to, you know, keep my head and my mind with him and just, you know, thinking about my body as moving, you know, moving my body with him, for him. Um, and, and that kind of thing. So, but you know, that, I think just people listening to this is going to ruffle some feathers, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's why you're, yeah. that's why we're here to have the hard talk <laughs> and just, you know, make people be aware and think twice. And just, you know, like I said, for me, I'm like, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. Like, right. yeah, I knew yoga was an Eastern thing, but you know, um, but should we be practicing it as Christians? Me, you know, I don't know. They, there are like, there's a uh, Christian yoga I mean I guess if it's yoga it, that's just a different word but I mean there's holy yoga there's mm-hmm. um there's some different options like that around there that really 
but you know, okay. So that's, there's that. I'm glad we at least went there and talked about it <laughs> so people can think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The word, okay. Chakras. What do you think mm-hmm. about, what, tell me, what do you think about chakras? Because that's very, I, you know, I just, uh, especially in the yeah. health world and mm-hmm. your chakras and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, 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 I don't think it's Christian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence um, with that. I think that I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. I think that God designed the body to work a certain way. And, um, you know, I, I'm still kind of on the fence. I know that there is a lot of spirituality that gets brought into that, like the third eye, et cetera. I'm definitely against that, like 100%. Um, but, like, things like, you know, acupuncture, I believe, have a basis in science. And so... To me, if I'm looking at a practice, obviously, both of us being in the holistic health world, um, you know, essential oils or muscle testing or acupuncture, you know, I want to know that it's science-based because there's a very fine line where things start to get weird. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I, for me, I'm a very sciencey person. I like to know how things work. So if there's something that can be explained by science and that's not spiritual, then that's how I determine whether or not it's okay. So for instance, the essential oils, you know, they are plant-based, um, and you know, the concentrated plants, you put them on certain points and they do certain things and they they have medicinal qualities. And I a hundred percent believe in that. I love them. I think they work amazing. Now, there's also these blends like abundance. And if you, you know, put it in your diffuser and diffuse it, you're going to bring prosperity into your life. That's where I draw the line. There's no science based on that. And that's just to me kind of falls into the new agey kind of stuff. So I think that there's potential for abuse in a lot of those things. And just um, really making sure, again, going back to the roots, how did this come about? How, um, can this be explained by science and then really seeking the Lord and asking him to show you because ultimately we have the Holy spirit living within us. And God says that he will not deny us wisdom if we ask. And so if we're ever questioning or on the fence about something, um, just ask, just ask the Lord and he'll, he'll show you the answer. You know, he's not going to withhold answers from us when we're seeking his will. And especially when we're seeking to honor him, you know, with certain things, um, he knows we want to honor him. And if we're, if we're going to do something that is not going to like some sort of health practice to refer to the ch- the chakras, um, I think that he'll make it very clear and we have to use our discernment on those type of things. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think there are certain meridians in the body, you know, I've, I've, you know, read like really that third eye is more like the, the, the pineal, the or pineal gland, uh-huh. Uh, you know, and right. so I think you're right. There's always, I don't know, it's kind of muddy waters there. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I think asking God for discernment is good. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about, are you familiar with the, uh, medical medium? Have you read his books? I have not read his books, but I know that I've heard of him. Well, I've read 
I have his books. Um, and see, that's the place I just get so stuck. I'm like, well, I be, you know, I believe, ah, uh, I don't know. It's so hard. It's, you know, I believe God gives people gifts, mm-hmm. but like with that, I just don't know. I mean, he seems pretty darn knowledgeable and scientific. Uh, what does he do again? Well, he, he can kind of, he can, first of all, like read people, you know, kind of, he could talk to somebody on the phone and like read and tell you what's wrong with you. And there's a, you know, he's basically the person who made celery uh, juice popular. That's why everybody, you know, juices celery now. And there's a lot of people that, you know, have experienced um, better gut health because of that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who say, oh, he told me I had this, I never would have guessed this. And, mm. um, and you know, I've changed and now I'm better. I mean, his history is that when he was, a, he was little, he he knew that his grandmother had um, I can't remember if she had cancer or he he was like she has cancer or something like that and she went and got checked out and sure enough she did and so he says he he you know hears spirit and he calls it spirit he doesn't talk about Jesus you know so there's the red flag but I'm like you know how so again is this like the deceiver but we're getting good you know is this information like, can I trust this information? Cause he tells you a lot about the liver and all of this kind of stuff. But I'm like, I'm so like, should I, you know, do I need to not read this? I asked Darcy uh, and she was kind of like a, she was basically like, I, I would not trust that, you know? Um, but it's hard when you read those books, they're so scientifically based, but some of it is like, you've never heard this yet because it's not coming. It hasn't come out yet, but it will you know, science will discover this. And it's really like, you're like, whoa. So with something like that, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if anybody says that they're hearing things from spirit and they're not specifically talking about the Holy Spirit, then I just assume that they're hearing from demons. And so I would definitely not associate um, myself with any of that. And that's why, you know, a practice that I definitely would never do would be Reiki because, they are literally told to follow their spirit guides. And if you want to learn more about that, uh, actually the book that I'm currently reading, and I've been following this guy for a while, his name is Stephen Bancars. Um, and he was very heavily involved in the new age movement. Um, and now he had a radical conversion and he uh, is a Christian and he speaks out against it. Um, he has a website called Reasons for Jesus. He has YouTube videos. He has, a, um, I think, two books out. He speaks on a lot of this stuff. Um, new Age practices that have infiltrated the church and how deceptive they are and, and really their roots. Like the book I'm reading now is talking about how the things that Satanists do, devil, like straight out devil worshipers, are very, very similar to the things that they do in the New Age movement. I mean, these things, this stuff will blow your mind. I mean, I read stories about it and I'm just like, wow, like astral projection, all these different things. They talk about the spirit world. They talk about, um, you know, out-of-body experiences. And, and this man, Stephen, has, has had these things and he's done these things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's good or evil, you know, it's, there's no in-between. So, you know, if it's not the Holy Spirit, uh, it's, it's the devil, you know, it's demonic. And so I definitely steer clear of anything associated with 
spirit or spirit guides or anything like that. We need to be really careful because we're opening up doorways um, for uh, demonic inter interference in our lives. And it's really quite, 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 quite scary and just alarming. I mean, you should definitely check out some of the stuff that, that he's written. You'll just be like, wow, it's crazy. I know all of this talk kind of freaks me out. Honestly, it's, <laughs> it is scary, but you read, you read it in the Bible. I mean, this, there is spiritual warfare. And I mean, yeah. I think that's one of the, the hard truths that we don't want to face and that all of these things that, that seem so helpful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, feel better or, you know, get help. It just, that's what makes it so confusing is because you're like, well, it's helping that person or, you know, right. uh, but it is a slippery slope. And I, I, I think that if, if we have questions, I mean, first of all, I'm glad we're talking about this just for awareness. I'm not trying to judge anybody. Right. I'm not trying to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I really mm -hmm. just wanted to bring all this up because selfishly, this is like all the things that go through my mind and I just needed a homie to talk about it with, which is yeah. you <laughs> and, um, and have that, you know, a voice of biblical reason to talk about it with. But I, I think just bringing up the awareness about it is really important and letting people do their own research, you know, get into the Bible, right? Make, you know, acknowledge those red flags or those gut feelings that you have that mm -hmm. maybe you were ignoring before, like, you you know, there might have been a red flag, you know, which is, you know, of course, the Holy Spirit. But mm -hmm. then you're surrounded by worldly influence. It's just everybody It's like, it's okay, because this is what everybody right. does. But is it, you know, just because the world does it doesn't mean it's okay. So I think yeah. um, we really have to just be mindful of that. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> it's such a serious conversation. And this might be the longest podcast I've done because, and I feel wow. like I could literally talk about this all night. Long yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. Maybe if anybody has any, uh, you know, specific questions or comments, or I might get some hate emails. I don't know. We'll see. This is probably the most controversial thing, you know, podcast oh I've, I've done, but just, you know, because it's triggering for people. Yeah. Who, um, mm -hmm. So, and it's okay, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But, um, okay, what about, um, I know we had talked about, just as we wrap up here, just a few more things, just the Jesus of the Bible versus, um, you know, the Jesus of our imagination, you know, and, and being aware of that difference. Yeah, and that just really comes back to examining our faith. Um, to, and, and that's what Paul tells us, examine our faith to make sure we have not believed in vain and test ourselves um, to make sure that we're on the right path. And it's not about making us feel condemned or making us worry that we aren't saved, but it's important to have these spiritual assessments to make sure like, wow, have I constructed a Jesus of my imagination or am I following the real biblical Jesus? You know, am I... Am I seeking God and conforming to his will or am I just out for my, myself and doing my own thing? Am I looking to him for um, how to live my life and the standards that I need to align myself with or am I looking to culture? Do I have areas where I'm living in unrepentant sin? Not that we're not going to sin because we are, you know, fallen creatures and yes, we're saved and yes, we are in a process of becoming more and more holy and becoming more and more like Jesus. But 
um, we shouldn't, as true believers, be able to persist in willful, unrepentant sin without it bothering us. I mean, when God's spirit is is in us, you know, we, we do things that grieve him, um, we feel it. And so if we're able to just persist in unrepentant sin and just kind of stay in the same place, then I think that that's kind of a, a red flag that, you know, maybe, maybe our faith isn't... Um, it isn't real, you know, it hasn't met the test. And so, um, just remembering to progress, not perfection. We're never going to be perfect. Jesus is the only perfect one, but we should be able to look back and see progression as we, um, are refined by God. And, um, and then of course, just having that relationship with him, um, no amount of religious rituals or, being, you know, baptized as a baby or born into the church or any of that, like can none of that can replace a relationship with Jesus. And so that is what um, saves us and that's what sustains us and gives us the grace for each and every day. So I just think it's, we should be diligent in examining ourselves and just making sure that we are on uh, the right path. That's a perfect like full circle from kind of where we started, you know, about um, just not becoming complacent, you know, seeking mm-hmm. the, re- the, the relationship. I mean, we can be Christians and check the box, but are we, are we progressing in our relationship? Are we growing in Christ? Right. Are we, are we changed? You know, are we changing? Um, so yes. I, think that's, I think that is really well put. Um, okay. Before I let you go, I have to ask you the anchor questions. So, okay. um, what is your anchor meal right now? It changes for people, but it's like kind of your healthy go-to meal. You usually have the ingredients and, you know, you eat it fairly often and it's just one of those things that, you know, it's your go-to, healthy go-to. Okay. So I'm all about comfort food that is like clean and good for you. So I love pasta, which I know pasta is a big no-no, obviously. Um, But I found a brand of chickpea pasta that's amazing, and it tastes just like the real thing. It's the Bonza brand in the orange box. I'm not sure if you've ever had it. Oh, my gosh. I fool fool all the kids with that one. They don't even know it's chickpeas. But um, anyway, so so I make a – first of all, my roasted veggies. I love – um, any veggies, Brussels sprouts, um, cauliflower, broccoli, asparagus, whatever, um, in extra virgin olive oil, roasted with uh, Himalayan sea salt and cracked black pepper. And then I serve that over the chickpea noodles and I make a coconut cream um, dairy-free sauce. And it's just so good. And I eat it pretty often. I actually have the recipe for it on my blog. I've done it with various, you know, chicken or beef. I think I've even done it with shrimp a couple times, but even just the veggies and the noodles, it's just so good. So that's definitely my go-to. I crave it. I make it a lot. I always have the ingredients on hand. Oh, yummy. We're going to have to share that with the people. Mm-hmm. The people. Um, that sounds delicious. It's so good. Um, okay. And then what is your anchor verse? Just the scripture that's just really grounding you right now and bringing you comfort. Okay. So right now I am loving Psalm 8110. I am the Lord, your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And I love this one because it's just such a great reminder to me that 
the Lord is going to give me the words to say. And being more of a writer, you know, I sometimes feel, you know, anxious or nervous when I have to speak like in person. Um, And so this verse is like my reminder, like, you know, God gave me my mouth. I have his spirit and he's going to give me the words. And so um, that's definitely one that I've been, I've been holding on to lately. I love that because I, yeah, just even doing this podcast, I think people I've shared quite a bit how nerve wracking it is for me to, I'm like, I am not worthy enough. I don't, I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm not a good, you know, I say, yeah. um, about a million times every <laughs> Same. podcast, you know, I'm like, I, this, I, there are so many people that would do this better than I do. You're but, doing um, great. <laughs> you're amazing. Uh, you're sweet. Thank you. But you know, it's just what I felt called to do. And yeah. I got very clear confirmation on it. So anyway, here mm-hmm. I am, but I can completely feel you on that and appreciate that verse. Um, oh gosh, Amy, this was, this was awesome. I'm really so good. happy that we got to have Me this too. conversation and I hope it so really uh, makes some brain sparks for people. Before you go, tell everyone where they can find you um, and get your book and all that good stuff. Sure. So my book is available on Amazon. Uh, there's actually another book called Create to Thrive, uh, but it's obviously not my name on there, so you'll know it's not mine. But um, Create to Thrive, A Biblical Guide to Becoming the Woman God Designed You to Be. Um, and then I'm mostly just on Facebook. I do have an author page, but I just don't like to keep up a lot of pages. And plus, I like to really personally connect with my followers, um, you know, on a more personal level than just my author page. So just my personal page, Amy Duggins, D-U-G-G-I-N-S. Yes, y'all follow her on Facebook and you'll see some of these bold uh posts I'm talking about. And um, also she shares her recipes and um, gives you you know more information on the book and such. So um, definitely follow Amy. And thank you again so much for, thank you. for being brave and being bold and being that voice out there that, um, you know, makes us think about this kind of stuff and, and really um, helping us be meteor Christians, so to speak. <laughs> Um, my pleasure thank you for having me it's been great it was a great chat you're so welcome I'm so glad that you came on and thank you all for listening I appreciate you spending this time with us Um, have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.